Yeah. Welcome everyone to the Monday Night Live show. So we're just talking a, a bit of nonsense off here as we do. Welcome to everyone tuning in. Loz, your appointment begins in one minute. Good luck with the appointment. Is that with us, I assume? Uh, John, welcome. Looking forward to a good show. Tuning in from Taz. Is it uh, must be pretty chilly down there, I imagine, if it's cold up here in Melbourne. But um, how are you two gents going? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, well, it was a bit flat, to be honest with you. You know, I read CB's tweet that he had a manicure, a fucking mud bath, uh, what was it, body wax. <laughs> then he had a few odd jobs again. I'm thinking, the life that they live in the country, you know, we we just don't have that standard. And he, and he look at him, he looks 14, you know, he's fresh. <laughs> he looks, oh, Jesus. He looks amazing. I shave today. I haven't trimmed it back. You can't tell, mate. You just look like, I'm going to call you Sean Connery from now on. You carry oh, that really tight. No, you look like <laughs> no. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. That's who you look like. No, I'll go so with Sean. Sean Paul Catherine. Bobby, good evening, everyone. How hey, are Bobby. you? Jack, greetings. Good evening, listening coming up. Yeah, Nick. Oh, I had a fantastic uh, thing happen to me today. Go on. I held an erection for 12 hours straight. Oh god. No, we don't. That was amazing. That was amazing. I'm proud of it. I timed it and everything. Got to see the video? Where's my phone? No, no, we don't need to see the video. But, uh, no, it was an interesting interesting game. Uh, Well, interesting sporting events on the weekend. We're better off talking about Conor McGregor, Justin Poirier fight, aren't we? That was the only thing that happened on the weekend. And Ash Barty winning Wimbledon. How good was that? You know what shipped me off? This is my weekend, CB. You know, you're having your mud bath and Michael's is probably eating chocolate. I see my country, well, my my birth country, Spain, get done for penalty shootout. After out, it was like a Richmond game. We outplayed them, had more shots on goal. We just couldn't convert, right? Um, and they beat us in penalty. Then, um, you know, what the trials and tribulations were going with the Tigers. But thank God for party, mate. She um how good was she? Geez, she's a champ, mate. She's she bleeds yellow and black, and you can tell how she carries herself. She's a true Richmond person. Yeah, she's an absolute superstar. Yeah, it was a very, very good win. So no, congratulations, Ash. Um, on to our game though, C B. Where where do yeah. we begin? Let's do it. Let's you've do had it. a pretty shit the last four weeks because you you do you lead off with these ones and you've not had much joy. Mate, I, 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 th- I think it's going to continue. But anyway, um, <laughs> so um, a team called the Skunks defeated the mighty Richmond Football Club called uh, Richmond, uh, 87 to 71. Big Tommy Lynch, three goals. So that's um, about eight goals in two games. Good returns. Very good. Uh, Baker popped up, two snags. Uh, Jaden Short, 31 disposals. Uh, Bolton, 26, and Camden McIntosh and Jack Graham, that is, with 23 each. They're the main sort of stars on the stats board. Um, we'll get straight into it, boys. The uh, the new Rioli role, did you like it, Michaels? What are your thoughts on it? I actually did like it. I don't know whether it was because I was specifically looking out for it to see how he went, but... Um... I, I like his closing speed in the defensive half. I think it applies a lot of pressure. He had a couple of good spoils over players that were <laughs> significantly taller than him, but um, he got the run and jump at it. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. What about you? Oh, I'll go Tiggs. What do you think, mate? Do you like it? Yeah, um, I liked it in the sense that he. I saw his pace start to return. Obviously, I was watching it on the TV. It was my son's 16th birthday on Sunday. It looked to me like his pace... Um, started to return, which happened, which I've obviously noticed has been missing. But he still wasn't involved as consistently as he should have been as a halfback flanker. Um, halfback flanker is the um, simplest position to play on a football field. It is the ball comes to you, and you're yes, you you have a man, but you di- you can dictate the play, and he didn't do it. He's his still learning it though. He's only been doing it for a couple of weeks, and it's yeah, but he's been playing we football. Really I know, no, I, know, but... I cut I cut kids slack, and I've been a big defender of Rioli. But at the end of the day, when they did his shift to the halfback flank, the, he's, a, he's an intelligent footballer. He's proved it in preliminary finals and finals. Um, and he had a poor game, in my opinion. He, for someone with his tank, to be able to um, not stay in the game for the length of the game, um, 
was disappointing. Okay. I actually liked it. I thought it worked. And watching him, where he, the areas he was going to and the way he was moving, um, I definitely want to see more of Rioli down back to see how it works out because I thought it was um, – I thought it was a pretty good move, actually. I thought it was a really inspired um, piece of decision-making. And like I said, we've got another six games to go. So let's hope that they leave him there. And Just let him learn it in the AFL. There's nothing to lose or nothing to gain by letting him play it in the VFL because they've got hardly any players left and they're going to get smacked anyway. I mean, no disrespect to them, but just because of the nature of the injury list. So let him learn the craft against the better players. Um, And to Bobby's comment and a few other people in here as well, I liked the combination of Rioli and Mansell, just that speed, the hunt, um, you know, despite, you know, really not getting a, a bucket load of possessions, we do know that his speed and his chasing ability is, is pretty prominent and so is Mansell. So I did like that little one-two combo. And very good, yeah, very good, um, very good skill. Um, yeah. Okay, lads, on to the next little topic. Uh, um, Trent Cotchin playing crook and he is clearly labouring. Um, should he be rested regardless of the strength uh, and the experience of our midfield around the ball. Tiggs, you can lead off on this one. What do you think? Um, I prefer, to, if I can, um, just on Mansell. Um, are we going to talk about any other players? Are we going to talk about the game at all, or are we just talking about the players? That we need to like, learn and dislike coming up. Okay. So we'll just talk about um, if right. you saw the yeah, agenda, mate, you'd know this. Yeah, Cotchin's <laughs> playing... Um, look, he's been playing injured, I think, for a while, um, which is quite clean to say, plain to say, but... Yeah, I, I prefer we don't play him. That's my personal opinion. He gave nothing on the weekend. He, a little fits and spurts, um, but the kid's—he's broken. His body's broken. He can't, he can't he can't give that second or third gear. And as a midfield, you need to be able to do that. He had flashes where he, you know, after a long rest, he came on and really contributed. But they're only like a five-minute burst. And uh, yeah, he needs a full-blown rest. Michaels. Yeah. He... Can't disagree with that. I want people to think we're taking pot shots at the skip because we're not. We respect him greatly for what he's done. But I feel like our hands are sort of tied behind our back a little bit with all the other players we've got out. Is it kind of forcing our hand to keep him in the side? I'm not too sure. But there's definitely something a little bit not right. And and that, to Lee's point, I've noticed that the last few weeks is his reluctance to kick on his right foot for whatever reason. It's, it's very bizarre on times where he's quite clearly got an easy right foot, easy option. He goes in the left. But it, look, if, if there's something not right with him, whatever it might be, I, I would rest him up. I mean, I don't want it to sound defeatist, but reality is the season's pretty much done for us with the plays we don't have available. We, there's just not enough time to get back into good form, I don't think. Um, so I would rather preserve his body a bit and reload for 2022 if there's a, if he's got niggles. Yeah, I I agree. I I think at the moment he's um, he's in struggle city, and I get it. He's trying to lead from the front, and he's trying to show leadership, and he's trying to help. But at the moment, I think he's borderline with with the fitness he's got. He's he's almost a hindrance because they're just running off him. And um, I, I would rather again put put the kids in and just you know certainly they've got because unfortunately for Trent, he he's that banged up that I'm actually concerned. Like it's he's getting done. And that, the last uh, one, boys. Quarter, oh, so just to further clarify, that last quarter was a prime example. We were getting absolutely hammered in the middle because it was almost two versus three mids, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know to, we tried to do the right thing and put the leaders in there, but it just wasn't working. And look, just to be clear, I don't know if anyone caught me on said, no one's a bigger fan than Cotch than three of us. Oh, and well, we love no it. way am I sitting here suggesting that he shouldn't be playing next year. He just needs a rest, get his body fresh. And, and that's what the off-season is going to have. And to be fair, them. if you look at our strategy for the last few years when we haven't been as decimated in the one line, we've been able to manage his game time and, drop, right. and not drop him but rest him for games. He hasn't had that. He's had to play through whatever he's got and you can tell it's starting to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and and I guess the last one, boys, and I'll lead off with you on this one, Michaels, the return of Sydney Stack. How'd you yeah. view it? Yeah. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I thought he was really, really good. I know, you know, the Drew might be at him for a lot of people. Um, he, he owes us a lot, I guess, with how we stood stood by him through all the, the shit that went on. Uh, but his aggression at the ball, his tackling, his chasing, uh, I really enjoyed Stacky's game and I hope he stays in. Tiggs, yeah. how'd you like it? Yeah, I agree. I, I tweeted, you can tell Stack was playing for his career. What I meant by that, it wasn't like he must have a good game he's always going to get delisted. 
I reckon he knows he's going to be picked, he's going to stay again. Um, but he, he played like someone that owes himself something, like he's you know, and the club something. And it was yeah. he was urgent at the ball. He um, he didn't do those little laconic jogs around. He you know when the, when it was in his area, he went at it. He blew yeah, up. Um, he blew up, obviously, but Travis has got it on. He looked AFL standard. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he should play every game for the rest of the year. Yeah, agree. We, we, uh, the season's over, right? We, we need to accept this. So now it's about a view to next year. And if Sydney Stack is part of next year, then they must play him for the rest of the year. And what we saw, even though he ran out of gas a little bit towards the end, um, he certainly wasn't disgraced and he certainly wasn't our worst player. And um, I really was really, really happy with um, the way he returned back to the senior squad. Um, yeah. We'll quickly get into our liked, learned and disliked. Um, Tiggs, what have you got, brother? Yeah. Let us have it. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll fire it off. Liked. I liked our kids. I loved seeing Mansell. Um, like, the reason I was a bit hard, one of the comments meant I was a bit harsh on Rioli, and you've got to keep in mind, Rioli only had 15 disposals, right? So you only had five kicks and 10 handballs, um, three marks, and only one tackle. Compare that to Mansell, who has hardly played in a senior game compared to Rioli. So he had more excuse to be to his tank to blow up, but he had the same amount of disposals, but he had eight kicks, seven handballs, two marks, and three tackles. So what I mean by that is Rioli should be better than what Mansell is, um, even if trialling a new role because he has all that depth of experience. And he, for me, he didn't step up. Um, but look... I like he, he he ran at the ball, so I was hoping. So, but what I really love, Mansell plays like a 200-gamer. I tweeted that. I said, we've found someone here. I can see him playing in our next couple of premierships. Um, so I really loved that. I really loved um, I really loved looking at um, Lynch, how free he's moving. Um, you know, three goals. He wasn't getting anything given to him. Um, loved the fact of uh, in Stack's game. Really loved that. So, yeah, there was a lot to take out of it to see our kids. You know, RCD kick a goal, Mansell step up. Um, yeah, liked it. Yeah, liked that a lot. Um, what did I learn? Um, probably goes a little bit with my dislike. But, yeah, I'll try to keep the dislike out of it. All right. What I learned, I learned for me that, I don't, and it kills me to say it, it really kills me to say it, but I don't think Nash is going to make it. I'm sorry, I'm, uh, it's not a dislike because it's not his fault. But he has been given opportunity now. We screen for um, we screen for him to get that op- opportunity, um, but he's just not taking it with two hands. He does some odd th- nice things well because he is a good disposal, but he's not evolved enough. His shirks contests, and he's built his frame up. So I don't want to say that's a dislike, but, yeah, I learned that. I've, I also learned that. When our when our senior group is not performing well or not not playing on the park, the leadership depth in the centre of the ground is a real concern, and that means when people call out Jack Graham should I be our next captain, it worries me because he plays that role, and you know players like Arts and all the um, middle tier players they look all at sea. Um, and you know, it's not, I'm not having an attack at Jack Graham here, but I don't see I don't see a leader stepping up in the midfield where Koch can't do it all his own and, and trying to take some of that load. So, which is a good thing. It gives Graham something to work on. Hopefully, that's noticed within the club. And what I dislike was two things, and I and it breaks my heart because I know I know CB and I know Michael's. You love the guy, but you love him. But McIntosh, last year, he made gains. He made gains. He has perfect work rate. You can't knock him, right? You can't knock his work rate. You can't knock his heart. You can't knock his hardness at the contest, right? He's done some special things for the club last year. This year, I don't think if he, I don't know if he's gone off and he thought I had a great year. Um, the urgency tapped off a bit, but he's gone backwards at a rate of knots. Yes, he still works hard. Yes, he supports the defence. But I fucking tell you, if I see him get a ball and butcher it as often as he butchers it, it is killing me. It is soul-destroying. I weep on Sunday, not because of the score. It was because we're having a positive chain. We broke clear. 
McIntosh has got the ball and he fucking turns it over. Now, is he the only one? No, right? But out of every tense of disposal, he'll turn it over seven times and it's fucking shitting me to tears. So maybe he needs to get a, take a break off the wing. Maybe put him in the, in the forward line. It, look, he got so bad, he refused to kick short. He just kicked long, right, because he knew he's got no confidence in his short game, um, which hurts us, um, particularly, too, when we decided we're not going to be playing Caddy anymore for whatever fucking fuck no reason. No, he's been injured. Caddy's been injured, mate. Now he come uh, back on yeah. the weekend and he's yeah. best on ground. Yeah, but he should be, yeah. So McIntosh needs to either go forward or playing in the guts even. Make him a Shane Tuck. He can get the contest and just fucking kick it wildly forward. That would work. That would create chaos. So hopefully the coaching department goes to work. And the second thing I, that's really shit me, and I hope Short fucking gets this through his head, hope short, someone takes Short around and goes, Short, you're a JD Melodis. You're a fucking great player. You're letting yourself down, son, because if I see you go behind a player that's got the ball and receive it and then kick it in your non-preferred foot, which nine times out of ten you fucking turn it over or don't get the penetration, you're doing it every game. Um, look, his disposal, he had 31 disposal, and I love short, and I'm not, and I'm, this, I have no pleasure on it, but I challenge anyone to tell me a worse 31 disposal game other than Mitchell from Hawthorne in a game of football. He had no effect. Yes, he had metres game, but so did McIntosh, but more often those metres game learned to turnovers. He wasn't damaging. Um, he didn't like, he didn't lead him for three quarters. No, but he wasn't, that's what I'm saying, but it wasn't due to his, it wasn't due to short. No, my opinion differs. My, my opinion differs. For what he shows, he continually is getting the, um, no, nah, I, I disagree. I, I think short calling for that handball all the time and then turning the ball over or, or kicking it wide or floating it, it's, he's better than that. And that's what I dislike. So I hope to have a word with him and get him to play his natural game. Um and my last dislike, no, actually, that would be for me. I've got something on my tiger then. I'll leave it for that. Go, Miles. I take your point on short, but I like that at least he's actually trying to create. Yeah, it doesn't come off, but at least he's having, having a dip. Uh, I liked I liked Baker's game. Two goals, played a bit of a mix uh, up forward, and I'm not, I can't remember if he spent time in the guts or not, but uh, I really liked his game. I know he's been a little bit up and down, but that was a, a good one from Baker. Baker. I, I learned that and it's Captain Obvious, but Nankervis is such a pivotal player to our side, and this is no disrespect to Troll, but if Nank's playing that game, maybe maybe we get over the line. I'm not too sure. I mean, Grundy's a gun ruckman in his own right, but um, I feel bad for Trolley because he's, he's you know flying solo a little bit at the moment, but we just really miss Nank. And disliked, I just disliked the fade in the last quarter. We were doing fairly well. I know the young kids are going to run out of gas, but... As someone put in earlier, it's the, the mid-tier players and the guns that are kind of letting us down, and that's the frustrating part when watching the game. It's I can cop it on the chin if the kids are struggling a little bit. That's fine. But it's yeah, when you're, you're known quantities are dipping out, it's yeah, it's a bit frustrating, CB. Yeah, look, I mean, we've covered a lot of the points. I really like the return of Stack and Dan Riel's game at the halfback. I believe saw enough where it could work. Um, learnt, season's over. It's time to get the surgeries done so that the kids have got. So I guess in my mind, I'm a lot more at peace now. Now that we've – in my mind, the season's called. We can now sort of plan for the next sort of six weeks and see what we got. And as far as the dislike, mate, I don't really – apart from losing to Collingwood to begin with, um, it sucked that we lost a milestone game for Dave Asprey, who's been a wonderful warrior for the club. So I was a little bit savage on that. But um, – Unfortunately, it is what it is. And we've got Jack's 300th coming up, so he's hoping the um, we fly the flag a little bit better. Um, I'll let you run the rest of the show now, Mops. Yeah, uh, we'll get straight into, straight into the bloodbath. Before you do, though, listen, start getting your questions ready because we will have a, an open floor for listener questions soon. But, uh, CB, what bloodbath <laughs> have you got this week? It was a hard one, actually. I've really struggled with this one. So I called this one... Tigers of old become the new Tigers of bold. It's probably the, the title's probably the best thing about the whole thing, I reckon. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how we go. So, what if I was to tell you there was a coach available that rebuilt a club 
that was the worst since Fitzroyan's deathbed and ultimately won grand finals and produced multiple All-Australians and two Brownlow medalists. Would you be interested? Would you trust their judgment to get the job done, to get the club back on track? I think the answer would be a resounding yes. I can understand the hurt and anger at how the season's panning out and certainly frustration at how we finished on Sunday night in the last quarter. But would you take the three-peat and then we rebuild? Or would you take the down year for the longer-term crack at winning a couple more down the line? Well, we now know one thing. The three-peat is gone, and that's okay, because three flags in four years is a Herculean effort. Struggle to speak there. It's very hard to do. If you listen to Damien Hardwick's press conference on Sunday, what you'll see is a glimpse of the future moving forward. The education RCD is getting, you can't put a price on. Pendlebury, arguably a top 10 player in the history of the whole Collingwood Football Club, absolutely schooled him in the last quarter. But in the long term, he's going to be better for that. Sydney Stack reminded us of his talent. Riola displayed a versatility in a new role we didn't see coming. Mansell was hard at it. Dow will be better for the run after returning from illness this season. And CCJ was showing some promise before injury. The point being is we have a talented coach who knows how to get the job done. We gain an extra line coach in the off-season, which will certainly help us, particularly after losing Flybags and Leper in one hit at the conclusion of last season. My advice is trust the club, trust the coach. This is just the bump in the road along the journey. Just watch and appreciate what we have, what we have and support the boys regardless of the result. The last 10 years plus has been a wild ride. Who's to say it can't be done again? I wouldn't bet against Hardwick. He's a hard, tough bastard who's still hungry. And my last point is please get to the MCG on Friday. Jack deserves our love and support. He's just an absolute champion, 300-game legend of the club. Absolutely, he is. No, it's uh, very well said. And, you know, I think it's it's okay to accept that the season's probably done. That's okay. It doesn't mean the the dynasty or the era is over. It's just a little bit of a hiccup, as you said. So stars didn't align this year, and that's all right. But uh, we will definitely reload Tiggs. Yeah, my, my Tiger Den is um, more about being inspired by listening to the the filth ringing back talkback, right? The Collingwood supporters, they're trolling Twitter, ringing um, – ringing talk back and, you know, in their point of view and, you know, gloating on the win and good on them, you know, without them realising by gleefully doing what they do or any side is, you know, they celebrate beating us as if they've won uh, a grand final. We all know that with Collingwood, particularly with their preliminary shit. So it got me thinking and there was a, and this is shout out to Moz, I think that's what was your name. I could hardly understand you because I didn't like you spoke English that well. I thought you were drunk. But when you rang through and, you know, and you went on your tirade about how our dynasty's over, we're done, um, Collingwood's killed us off, and how great it is. It got me to look at the two clubs, and, and everyone is getting pretty – and, look, we're guilty of it too. We had supporters after the game that were saying, you know, our players are soft, weak, they're not playing for hard week, and, you know, we can go on too. But the reality is simply this, and this is the way I see it. Let's look at the side that just beat us, Collingwood, right? Good on them. They haven't got a coach. They sacked their coach this year. <laughs> they've got no draft picks, right? They haven't, right? Um, yeah, they're going to have they got a recruiter. Hmm? Have they got a recruiter yet? I'm not even sure, but you know, <laughs> maybe they'll call Matt Redendell and he'll give them a chop out. Uh, they're getting day cost, so that should fix everything. But you know, they'll probably get one player and then two other spuds because they've got no other currency, right? And they're sitting on, uh, you know, they're sitting where they're sitting this year. Keep in mind, yeah, they've got some injuries, but they've got their full midfield complement in. That's it, right? So if you're a Collingwood supporter, what what is really going to change next year outside your coach and some new personnel? Not much. With us, on the other hand, I'll wolf up a couple of names. Now, just tell me, anyone, I challenge you, particularly Facebookers or anyone else that's listening to me say it now, I challenge you to tell me we're not going to have a better, better year just on this, this fact. Lambert, Cochin, Prestia, Broad, Bolter, Nankervis, Soldo, um, Edwards. I'm missing two, I'm, Edwards, and I'm missing Morgan. two others, right? Say so Lynch me seven weeks. I'll put Lynch in there. All right, so let's say the nine players. But they all have a 
extended four weeks off. We're not making finals, so they have an extra four weeks off. They have a long pre-season to be – and Vlosted. Long pre-season to get their bodies fresh and conditioned. Um, recover from all, you know, all the finals campaigns. Just that alone, if injury God's willing, if we're injury, as injury-free as you can be compared to the other sides, we get a good run. That's a scary proposition. Now, then add to the fact we're hunting for a new coach, right? We've got things in play to get bring some talent in, and we've also got elite kids. We've got picks to actually pick elite kids, and we've probably got one of the best coaches in the league in Hardwick. Because don't make misunderstand it. Um, CB highlighted it. He got us from Fitz, worst level as Fitzroy, crafted us into a, an elite game changing of a team, um, and he's going to have a, a refresh of young talent back into a side surrounded by that nine players I just mentioned. Who, who in their right mind does not think we um, our dynasty? cannot stay open, I can. And that's with us not making wholesale changes or um, selling the future. That's just continuing as we're going. So I reckon for us it's a great – this is a great thing. Don't get so down on the club. Just just take it as, okay, this is the year we had to have. If everything went wrong, that could go wrong. A lot of it's outside the club's control and you can't take injuries. They're a professionally run organisation, like CB said, back them in. Enjoy the little wins. I've tweeted that before the game. Enjoy Mansell, RCD. Enjoy, you know, seeing the little, the kids, you know, Rioli or Stack, for example, regain before. Enjoy that and you'll have a better season. But, yeah, we're going to smash it next year. Trust me. I said it. Any flogs that are just lurking on that don't like us, I'll put a wager on anyone with anyone. And watch me return serve 100-fold next year. It's going to be glorious, guys. So just enjoy. This is Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is coming, and it's going to come next year. Okay. I just listening to what you said, One, there's one player I was against playing, but now we've got six weeks. I'm actually swinging, and I want to see Morris Rioli Jr. get a crack at it. Just give him a game or two. Yeah, he needs to see what he's got. Exposure. Exposure. We've got nothing. Yeah. We're not going to game anything. Give him exposure. I reckon everyone on the list that hasn't had a game, Miller gets three games. Find a spot for him. Well, he's been injured, no, Miller. Miller played on. Did him, um, has he got injured? I didn't see the VFL he, game. He got injured. It must be his first game back then because he's been crook. That's why he's no, he played. He played against Williamstown. I mean, the game last week he played. Miller, I'm talking about the defender. Yeah. yeah. He played the last game. I watched okay. it on fucking. I watched it. All right. Oh, I'll put him in. Put him in. Put him in. Put him in. But you know what I'm trying to say? Anyone that you have a oh, I killed him. <laughs> uh, put anyone that you've got a doubt on, give them three weeks. Oh, there you go. Miller, Miller missed during the pies. There you go. Thank yeah, you. He didn't play first of the pies, but he played the other two, three weeks. He's played consistently. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with uh, if, if there's players available, uh, and they feel a need, like you don't want to unnecessarily put people in for the sake of it. I, I agree with what uh, Richmond Journey said before. I wouldn't mind seeing Samson Ryan get another crack. I felt really bad for his debut game just with the circumstances surrounding it. I I didn't feel like that was a, a valid reflection on his talent um, and how hard he works. So I wouldn't mind seeing him get another crack at some stage too. But no, it is what it is. So uh, viewers, start thinking of your questions. Before we get to the questions, I know I did sort of edit your post with the Agenda CB for later on, but you've already touched on it, so I do want to raise it now. The Jack Rewalt 300th game, um, what an what an absolute yeah. legend of the club. I mean, you look at all the stuff he's gone through when, you know, those questions over his leadership ability and his character and things like that, and then he, Rance, Koch, and a few others were kind of single-handedly the part of that revolutionised our culture into what it is now. And um, what have you guys made of Jack's career with us before we get into listener questions? You guys have oh, I, I've always said if I had a schoolyard pick between Matthew Richardson and Jack Rewalt, I would take Jack Rewalt. That's how high I rate this guy. Um, and if it wasn't for Dust, probably Jack is my favourite player, if I'm honest with you. Him and, him and Dusty are on par. Um, what an absolute pleasure we've had to watch this guy grow and develop into the man that he is, for starters, and elite footballer 
second. And um, mate, you just you just thank Christ. He's a Richmond player. I mean, he's been a joy to joy to watch. And um, you know, unfortunately, all good things come to an end, and he's close to the finish in the um, start. And I'm just going to enjoy every single opportunity I get to watch him because I think he's yeah. an absolute Richmond champion. Yeah, I I agree with 99.9% of what you just said to him, man. But I could not. No, if I was schoolyard and it was fucking Matthew Richardson right there, I understand. It'd be it'd be Richo. Come here, Richo. It's a tough choice. Nah, fucking Richo. I love Richo. Richo's a hero. Even now, I take off my underpants and throw <laughs> him in the street. I love that. I love the big lung. I love him. I absolutely love him. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he played like a wall, you know what I mean, with the emotion and the passion and as a support supporter. But seeing Jack, yeah, I remember when I first saw him come on board, two things struck me. I remember saying to my cousin at the time when we watched him and I said, you know what, he's a smart footballer. His IQ is off because you could tell he would lead before the ball actually got to his area and that's very rare. I said, I think we've got a winner here. And his other things, for his size, his hands are amazing. If he can get that clunk, he'll grab it. And he and he's he's a one grab player. So I love Jack. He's um to give him the compliment is probably the highest praise I give to anyone. Um in the 17 grand final, I said to my youngest, I said, you know what, you know that that bloke there? I said, he's your Matty Richardson. You know, he's lucky you get to see him in the biggest stage. I never got to see that with Richo. But you get to see it with Jack Rewalt. So, and he's a full clubman. You can never ask for uh, his loyalty. He's, he's everything that, um, yeah, just to see his growth. But his ability is first rate. People that undersell him don't know football. I love Jack. Yeah, he's done really well. Done us all proud. Done himself proud. Absolutely. So, I hope we do wish Jack all the best for his 300th and also congratulate him for the 700 goals as well. So, that's a fantastic effort. All right, we're going to open the floor up to some listener questions. I've got the first one because I did see it come through. Um, <laughs> Tiggs, just someone did ask before, has there been a, an update on the Bolton contract situation? Don't stress. It's done. Now, from what I heard, I asked that too. I said, oh, because what worried me, Bolter, um, Bolter three, four weeks ago, after he came back, he had his first game, did all right, then the second, third and fourth game were pretty shit. Nice. So I rang my mate and said, mate, you sure everything's – he goes, no, don't, don't stress. And I said, but he's form because he's playing injured, right? So um, some players can play injured, some players can't. So um, he sh- And he turned the corner. He was one of our better midfield. I think he had eight clearances. He drove us in the first half. Um, he was excellent along with Dusty. So, no, nah, I'm more than, more than secure to say, yeah, I've got nothing to stress about Bob. Nothing's changed. Now, um, now though, we're not going to make finals, and I think Hardwick realises we won't make finals. If the players don't, then maybe we'll get the announcement earlier than, you know, generally finals week. But I reckon 100% he's staying. All right, CB, I know we kind of spoke about it a little bit earlier. Oh, no, wrong one. Uh, it kept flicking down. Should Cochin retire come season's end? Oh, dude, that's a rough one. <laughs> okay, hear me out. <laughs> Should be easy. Uh, yeah, I'm um, shooting Bambi. Personally, only my opinion. I'm actually a yes because <laughs> I think yeah, only because I think um, it, it frees up the midfield spot that we need for the next generation. And if we are getting a Sarah over, that spot has to be available. So um, I just, oh my god, a couple of them. So I just think. Personally, yes, but I – oh, that's, that's horrible. That's, yes. yes. He'll play again. He'll, he'll play next year. Signed on. 100% he's playing next year. 100%. Yeah, yeah, for the record, if he does play on, I won't be upset. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I might he, just post up your Twitter handle just if he season. wants the direct, direct feedback to CB's way. He'll put his Twitter handle up shortly. No, just joking. Um, Tiggs. Uh, oh, no, I've lost the question again. People keep sending him all through. Is Leper coming back? Fucking hell, I know. He's coming back. Give me a problem. Would you like it? What about reword it? Would Wait, you like him to come back? a question. Yeah, is, Leper, um, is Leper coming back? No. I don't no. think he's I don't think he's no, going to do media, any coaching. He's yeah. media. He's, he's yeah. media now. Um, he's very good. I, I believe we might have a favourite son of the Tigers coming back. 
Um, not confirmed just from what I'm hearing around the traps uh, might be coming back to the club. Um, and I heard from a birdie he would know that a fair few of our players have been into Grig. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, okay, Grigga is a very intelligent um, – forget the larrikin that you're seeing on the game. Forget him as a player. As a – as an idea, seeing the game open up and evolve um, his first rate, and we've allowed him to have a two-year apprenticeship or whatever it is, and don't be surprised if the call comes out. If not this this off-season, next off-season, come home. Well, Dimmer always – I remember Dimmer always saying about Greg, he was one of the smartest players on our list. So that's, He would uh, need a fair turps bath and a scrub of the wire brush to get that Moe by the sea bullshit <laughs> off him. Right. You would have to get. You would have to. You would have to get a start. Yeah, you would have to. You come. You come with us with the head wobble too. You know, I fucked you guys over. <laughs> You'll do that too. But no, I'd love him to come back to the club. Hopefully, that's true. And there is going to be a bit of a coaching. Um, we are definitely getting a coach. I heard that strongly, and I believe I'm hearing it. Um, we realised we fucked out that that hundred k fine. We should have gone over the cap and got taxed. We we left ourselves short this year. Yes. Well, to follow on from that, CB, how much of an impact has that missing 100K been? Like, I feel like it's something that's oh. not very often mentioned outside of Richmond supporters who actually realise it's a huge, huge hit. Been a massive problem for the club. I reckon it's been an understated problem um, behind the scenes for our coaching group, for the extra work they've had to take on. Um, and I reckon you can see it with the disconnect in some of our ball movement. Some of the things I just reckon it's it's that obvious, but the good news is it's it's only a problem for us for another two months, and then uh, we get to rectify it. It's a very solvable problem, but I I think it's an understated problem to um, what has happened at Richmond in the coach's box. Yes, yeah, it's a huge issue. Um, I'm seeing a lot of trade questions coming through now. We will do another trade show a bit closer towards the end of the year. So I'm sure we'll answer a lot of those in due course. Uh, it's an interesting proposition with the succession plan at Hawthorne Teagues, Clarkson as Dimmer's assistant. Um, Clarkson as Dimmer's, oh, no. That's, again, completely unrealistic. I romanticised about that. Um, would be great to happen, but it won't happen. It would be, yeah, well. Yeah, it won't it would happen. be nice, but uh, trust in the club. All right, thank you for everyone for sending through your questions. Like I said, all the trade ones, we will do a specific trade show in the coming weeks, and you can uh, fire away as many as you want for that one. But um, preview of a big game coming up this week, Tiggs, against the Lions. It's, look, I won't say looking bleak, but with the players who got out and, and Dimmer kind of alluding to that there might not be many ready to come back in, how do you see this one playing out? Look, it's the one that I want us to win. Um, sorry, guys, I just had a thing come through. Okay, um, Oh, shit. CB's just had a marriage proposal. My God. Seriously, this is what you're waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. We sat on our show. We'll do a spin-off. The Tig wants a wife. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, nah, look, I fucking hate Brisbane. I'm going to put it out there. Sorry. Look, I'm... Fagan, everyone, he's he's a master. He's a master Fagan for me because everyone thinks he's a nice old man. He's an absolute dog of a bloke. This is my opinion. He's, he, he fucking, he's given it to us. He's given it to us since he's got to that club. He's had these salty comments. Everyone gives it to the Geelong coach. He's worse, Fagan. And it's bled to his supporter group. It's bled to his player base in the respect that he has for us. And, you know, I prayed two things. I pray two things to the game. Reith Masterson plays. I just pray for that, right? We don't have to worry about finals. We don't have to fuck on right. So suspension, don't give a shit, right? No, no, don't no, no seriously. No, you ask my opinion, I'm going to offer it, right? I'm not going to say do anything illegal, <laughs> right? But, you know, he he closed line short. He should have been reported. He never got it, right? And he smashed Baker, not and he didn't get reported, didn't even give away a free kick. So I just want those two incidents repeated for the same result. I'd, I'd love to see that, you know. Um, look, we need, I would love for us, we're not even, 
we're not even close to getting to a level. In saying that, they're playing shit house at the moment, right? And they, and they lost Hipwood. So structurally, which is great, with Joe Danaher, who's a forward that can be taken out of the game. If you look at his time at Essendon, when he was the main go-to, if you put pressure on him, he would normally just become nothing. Um, so they've got – and they've got – we've got Grimes who can take um, Cameron. So funny enough, our weekend back line won't be as badly smashed – they don't, they don't scare me as much as they would if they had um, hit ball just due to their structure. I think our Mansell and the others can cover their smaller mediums and do a fine enough job. Um, it's just our midfield is going to be absolutely smashed. Um, I just want us to see play with the Richmond aggression. Play with Look, we played the first two quarters against Collingwood. We looked like Richmond. We did. You know, we played the hunting the man, three tackling at the same time, kicking the ball to space running our guts us and playing for each other, right? Really for three and a half quarters we looked like that. Then we ran out of speed, ran out of puff. I want to see us do the same thing against Brisbane. One thing about Brisbane, if you speed the game up, you beat them. They're not a fast, overly fast side, and they know this. So if we can if we can play with the same intensity and speed the game up and keep it going and hopefully not run out of puff, we're a boxer's chance. But um, I would love to beat them. I would love to beat them and not win any other game for the rest of the year, you know, if it meant that. That's how much I want us to win this game, but I don't see it. Yeah, CD? I, look, we're up against it. Look, all I'm really looking for this weekend is endeavour. Just give us 100% of effort and I'll walk away a happy man. Um, I think it's just really unfortunate. Um, I'll quickly do... As far as ins and outs, if you go by Damien Hardwick's presser, there's no one coming back. And maybe a child rolled his ankle in the first quarter. What, so Just just on that, what was with the Nank thing? Because there was all this sort of speculation he was going to play last week, then all of a sudden yeah. wasn't. Do we know it was... Twinged it again, apparently. Oh, really? Okay. Twinged it again, yeah. No, nothing to be alarmed about, but, yeah, they're taking no risk on him. I and don't this, blame him. This is the point now. We're not going to be trashing... Lamborghinis and Mercedes beds, mate, um, in cow paddocks. We're going to – we'll be a very cautious um, club, I think, for the rest of the season, just gearing up for next year. But, unfortunately, it's, it's just so sad to see so many guys miss Jack's 300th. Uh, but then for the players that do run out in the field with Jack, it is an absolute privilege and honour for them to run out with such a legend. And, like I said, I just hope they give them hell. Just go out there. Like I said, I hope Sydney Stack knocks – the barometers head into the Great Southern Stand. Yeah. That will be just sensational. Um, but yeah, just give me, just give me effort, just give me effort and attitude, and I'll be a happy man. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I agree, um, and I think we'll probably see it in the first half, maybe three quarters. I feel like it's going to be one of those games where we might just run out of petrol tickets uh, in the last. The young guys are going to go full on. I mean, if you can't get up for Jack's 300th, then you'll never get up for anything else in your life as a player with with that kind of game. And there's no doubt going to be a few of them there. They're going to be after retribution uh, from how the game panned out last time. And it's just someone put in there before with our depleted backline. It's just going to be really hard to contain them. And if we don't get that midfield mixture right, and with Brisbane at full strength in the middle part of the ground, I just fear how easily they might get the ball through our mids at clearances, and we could just be completely bombarded. That's that's my biggest concern. See, yeah. one thing we back, one thing we do well is when our backs are pressed against the wall. This is historically, even in our shit years, right? Remember the old adage: Richmond will lose games that they should, but always win the games that no one rates them to win. Would pull it out of our pull it out of our rectum. So. I don't think we're not without a chance, but we're going to have to get a lot going our way. But can I, because sorry, remiss of me, can I just say and just recognise for a second Dustin Martin's game? Yeah. He, he, with no support or minimal support, his, his standard level's been so consistent. I think by the sake, of, the sake of the fact that we haven't had the personnel, he hasn't been able to be as creative. He's got to be more disciplined, more accountable, so he can't do, you know, forward, kicking goals, all the other great stuff we like to see. But he showed for three and a half quarters, under pressure against a fully stacked Collingwood midfield, he still kicked, I think, what was it, two goals. He was still dangerous. He was still driving the ball. He showed the difference where he's at compared to their Kmart. 
Kmart only came into going when they were completely on top. Our midfield just completely lost all pressure and Dustin went to the forward to rest because he was tanked. He couldn't do no more. That's the only time he had his two touches and looked okay. And I'm just proud of Dusty's year. I reckon this is um, not going on another tangent here, but people telling about captain, 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 either Lynch or Dusty for me, they're my two main guys from what I've seen. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually back Dusty for captain. I'd yeah. Like yeah. Um, he loves the club. Just just some numbers to consider when we talk about where it could be won and lost. Um, and these are season averages. Inside 50s, Brisbane average basically 56 to our just under 52. Contested possessions, 143 lines to 132 for us. Uncontested, Brizzy at 197 and we're at 219. But this is the biggie. Clearances, Brisbane 38 and we average 30. Centre clearances, they average just under 13. We average just under 12. And stoppage clearances, a massive 25.4 to the lines versus 18.6 to us. So that that midfield ruck section is a genuine, genuine a concern. concern for us. Absolutely. If we don't get that mix right, we are going to get slaughtered in the middle. And that just inadvertently puts the defenders under immense pressure. And with the lack of experience we've got down there, um, it just makes it really difficult. Just on the that defense quickly. Oh, Respect to Marlon Pickett, who got absolutely polaxed multiple yes. times going up against bigger blokes on the weekend, and he just kept going back in. And you got to respect a bloke who does that because um, I, I felt for it. He got absolutely yeah. smashed a couple of times. That stoppage stat is why I'm saying that we need to keep the game fast. See, they love to slow it down and create a stoppage because that's where they're really good at. If we can somehow keep the game out wide, try to get it onto one on ones, get it on a two on twos to try to, you know, minimise free kick or that stoppage will go a long way. But can I ask you, boys, and the listeners, a question? Why would it? Why would it? Instead of playing picket, which I, I'm worried unless I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him, right? The next sequence. Why wouldn't they get a tall bloke? Garthwaite, I don't care, you know, a ruck, mate. Just jump. Yeah. We do it Why broad. would they do that? We do it broad, didn't we? Yeah, I actually thought that Garthwaite might have ventured into the ruck at some point. I was actually waiting for him to drift forward. Yeah, I didn't actually didn't mind Garthwaite's game, if we can touch on that quickly. I thought, you know, given the time he's been out of the AFL side, I thought yeah. he handled himself okay. It's his kicking action. It's not suited to senior footy. A VFL, yeah, because of the speed of the game. He illustrates where he's kicking the ball. If that makes sense, because of his ball drop, yeah. he's weird. He's accurate he with his kick. I misunderstand me. But where he, where how he holds the ball and drops it, his technique, he tells the opposition exactly where he's kicking it to. Yeah. If that makes sense, because you know Just a normal kicking action, yeah. you can do a side kick, you can you can you can you can look one way and kick another. He can't do that. He just can't do it. So yeah, that's his biggest Achilles heel. Right, we'll talk some matchups. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Tiggs, how are you seeing Harris Andrews versus Lynch? How do you think Lynch will go? If Lynch gets some supply, actually, i put it this way, in fairness, because we're going to get smashed in the midfield. On a one-on, an unfair one-on-one, Lynch smashes him. Because Harris Andrew can't play one-on-one, in my opinion. Yep. He's mediocre defender one-on-one. If, if, if it goes what I'm nightmarishly scared of, they, we don't, we get this shit, crappy, fucking miskick, and it goes to numbers that allows Harris Andrews to spread off Lynch. He will, he will clean Lynch up. Lynch will kick probably two goals, um, and they'll say Harris Andrews won. But yeah, fuck. Uh, <laughs> excuse the language, but um, I just hope he gets a clean run at Lynch. If he gets, he'll beat Harris Andrews if it's one on one. If we can isolate. Uh, now, CB, you uh, you've written Adams versus Lynch, but I assume that's Rewalt, who it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> last game. Last game, um, Adams gave Lynch an absolute. Adams Adams gave Jack an absolute bath last game. Yeah, and um, it really, really impacted us. And to be honest, um, if Jack Jack can squeak a couple out, we'll take that. So um, yeah, you want like, you want him to shine for his three hundredth, don't you? Like you do, you do. But I think he's in. Uh, Adams is in very good form at the moment. So I think. 
uh, Jack will be up against it for sure. Can we just highlight Mark Aldrich's comment? That is just like gold. That is big BF Tiger Cast gold. That is that gets my funny bone. Uh, uh, Got to uh, highlight that comment. Uh, 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 there we go. Uh, we agree. We need to That is just gold. <laughs> Michael's, have you said the ruck jewel? Uh, McInerney's well, Joel. As the, as the shortest person on this panel, I think I'm qualified to discuss this at length. Now, um, I, I like Joel. I feel bad for him. He has to bear the, the full load of the ruck work. Um, and he's obviously carrying some kind of an eagle as well. I think his rucking stuff, he's actually been improving as the weeks have gone on. He's understanding it a bit more. And I've always said he's a better first ruck than he is a forward. The problem yeah. we've got is when it's general play and the opposition ruckman goes into their forward line, his defense work is shit house. I suppose we're comparing it to Nank, so that's probably a little bit unfair. But he just gets... Um, he just gets decimated and doesn't impact the contest enough when he's fighting back defensively. So I want to see him improve that part of his game because his actual ruck work is going okay. He's quick and nimble around the ground uh, when the ball hits the deck. But, yeah, I just want to see him impact the game on a defensive stand. So fingers crossed. You know what my nickname for Chol is? Look, and I agree with everything you said, right? And I've been a defender of Chol. I have been. But <laughs> I have to say... What shits me about Chol is with all the, what you just said, that nothing stops a person contesting a contest, right? He hasn't got a tank. And if he was a car, he'd be a two-litre car, right? Because only two things come in two litres is, is juice and milk, and that's how he plays. He'll do the one contest and that's it. He's got to, if he really wants to make a, make a um, career as a ruck forward, He's got to mo he's got to push forward more often. He's got to keep on doing it. When we're on top, he looks good. When we're struggling, he disappears, and you can't have that with the big bike. So yeah, but he shouldn't cop to Haiti cops. He's out of his depth, and he's trying. You know, I, I applaud him for that. Um, it just he's highlighting his weaknesses, and I don't think as a first ruck, there's no way. Yeah, and we've got to remember we've been blessed with having Soldo and then Curvis for you know the last few years playing at the same time, kind of thing. So. Thanks. Uh, Charles been thrown to the wolves a little bit, but he just has to learn to do a little bit better uh, defensively. That's all. Uh, next, Neil versus Martin Tiggs. Oh, that that'd be. I wish they played. I wish they played on each other um, because what it would be it'd be a handshake and off I go, and you know off we go. But look, I rate Neil as a player. Um, always have when he was at Frio. Um, he didn't get if he played for. Richmond or or Collingwood or Geelong, he'd be rated a superstar, absolute superstar. He's he's smart inside, he's smart outside. He 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 has work rate like he runs all days, back and forwards, back and forwards, and he's very good. He's an intelligent football. He knows how to kick the space and, and when's the best time to release by hand or foot. So he's a complete midfield package. Um, and in saying that, you know, uh, Dustin Martin's goat. Right, if Dutton, Dustin Martin gets the supply, um, gets the support, I should say, um, Dustin Martin could be damaging, um, real damage. That's why he's torn him to shreds when we have a full complement of team every game he's played against Brisbane. Um, but, yeah, he's, Dusty's going to have a, have his work cut out. Um, yeah, so they won't play on each other, I don't think. I think we'll, if there's any game we need to tag, it's going to be this one. And he's the bloke that we need to tag. I agree. They're going to just run separate ways, like like you said at the start. But all right, yeah, mate. All right, Michaels. Grimes versus motorbike man. There we go. I know. Go? We always we always look forward to this one, don't we? Not just us three, but just Richmond supporters in general, because we know how good Grimes he is. Um, I think he'll take him for the most part, but I'd actually like to see Mansell have a crack as well, because I just think Mansell's got that bit more mongrel in him that'll make him earn a few more of those kicks and marks he might get than what Grimes or Grimes is. Uh, with no hipwood, if he's not playing, I would rather see Grimes be that third man up play that he, we typically have seen him do and let Mansell have a crack at 
at um, at Cameron and just wear him like a glove because he will not take shit. But it, no, it should be an interesting one. Um, last one for you, CB. Asprey versus Danaher. Yeah, um, I think I think Danaher is going to be too mobile for him. If I'm honest, if that and if that ball is coming in at the rate of knots that we're sort of sweating bullets about, I think Dave's in for it. Won't be any fault of Dave's, but I think he's in for a rough night. And um, if we can keep Danaher to anything under three goals, three and under, I think we've, we've gone all right because um, Joe's moving all right. And, um, yeah, I just think on it'll be too mobile for Dave, but we'll see what happens. So what happens. I'm hoping we do is be a bit brave and put uh, Mansell on Cameron. That'll free up Grimes and Asprey. So Asprey gets Danaher deep. Grimes gets at Danaher when he likes to lead up to the ground. That's the only way I can see us defending their two main keys forward. Mansell doesn't do the job. This is where broad broad being out. Yeah, I know. Know. That rolling defense. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have it. We don't have lost. <laughs> and we Bolton. don't have that handover ability, do we? Like when the other players no. leading up the ground, we've kind of got to stay yeah. with what the matchup is. We can't roll and chop and change, which is something we've been so good at over the last four years. Correct. Their whole defensive but, system. Is rooted at the moment, yeah. and yeah. there's nothing we can do about it. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I say. Turn up, enjoy. It. So long as we give effort and application, just be happy with that. I think. Agree, and with that, we'll get some tips, including margins, Tiggs. Oh, well, I hate tipping against <laughs> the likes, mate. It fucking it really upsets me. You know, I'll go after this. I'll crack open a VB, go out in the backyard in the fucking dark and cold, and just have a bit of a soup to myself, but. Um, you know what? We're due for a win. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, fuck it. We're due for a win, right? And I'm a lucky man, right? I'm always lucky for wife, married 25 years, you know, beautiful kids, you know, huge thing. So, yeah, I'm going to go work on my luck. Um, I reckon Richmond, by a point. Right, which will be just the best thing. Richmond by a point. We'll take that. <laughs> take that every day of the week. By a point. I guess. By a point. Uh, Three kicks. Ted said. Um, Brisbane. It's played on the G. Is it on the G? It yep. is, yep. Is it a night or day game? Uh, Friday night. Not okay. Friday two o'clock. <laughs> Are we wearing our black, are we wearing our original Guernsey or our away Guernsey? Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> it makes a difference with the fucking nuggets, but all right. Um, factoring it in, I would say Richmond will get 13 frees, four, and they'll be like dead set obvious ones, right, like fucking dead set obvious ones. Um, and Brisbane will get 26, 27 frees. But we'll win yeah, by point. One point. Okay. Not a bad suggestion there, Simon. Switch it to Metricon. Don't mind that. Uh, CB? Yeah, look. Lions have had it too good for too long. They're due for a loss. I agree. Tigers by 10. Celebrating yes. Jack Rerold's bloody 300. Stick it up them. Umpires will slaughter us 24 to 16, including a run, including a run in the third quarter of six straight against us. Six straight. That's very specific. I like it. Yeah. I feel like our Twitter handles are going to get lit up at about three-quarter time this Friday night, the way this is going. Uh, look, I'll be devil's advocate. I sadly think that Brisbane and the rebound are going to torture us. Um, you prick. Oh, you <laughs> you're the one that made us lose. If we lose, oh, yeah, 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 we're we're yeah. you win again, you lost us, mate. You just lost the audience, mate. Well done. That's it. Do it for Jack. Do it for Jack. All right, I'll go Tigers by eight for Jack. Yeah. Bravo, bravo. Well, there you go. I, I, I promise you I didn't read that and steal that. That's <laughs> just happened at the same time. Boys and girls, uh, this is proof positive that you stick fat with your club. You stick fat no matter what. This is proof positive. Hard times bring hard people, Michaels. That's it. Absolutely. No, fair enough, fair enough. I did go a bit soft there at the start. But uh, like we said earlier on Friday night, 7.50 at the G, Jack Rewalt's 300th game. If for nothing else, get out there to show your love and support yeah, for Jack and uh, the great yes. times he's given us over his career. Um, he might have a bit left in him, but I think he just deserves yeah, all the support he can get, no matter how good or bad we're travelling as a side. Just get out there 
Um, cheer as loud as you can. And I know back when we lost Tiggs, you were calling for a big turnout for this game just as a yes. bit of a oh. retribution uh, for the way they carry on. So do yourselves a favour, folks. Get out there, support and, the boys, and just enjoy the ride, as CB said. And I'll just say this. Apparently, North Melbourne are beating West Coast. Yeah, yeah, by four points. <laughs> and so, look, West Coast haven't got that many injuries. Like they're just shit. They're they're uh, they, West Coast is a team that have aging players that are falling off a cliff. It's not. It's a completely different story at Tigerland. And so, there'll be a couple of wankers I'll be going back for in my two threads on Bay Thirteen. Um, have I lit that up with Geelong and West Coast supporters? Um, <laughs> I shall be returning to that after this broadcast and uh, talking to the West Coast supporters. They were certainly chipper after our loss. Oh, gosh. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> but hopefully the boys get a, a win this week. It's uh, it's going to be a long road to try and get one, but hopefully they can get up for Jack's 300th and we <laughs> wish him and the players all the best. So thank you for joining us tonight, gents. Much appreciated. Thank you to all the, the live viewers. Please make sure you follow us on our YouTube and Twitter, Facebook, uh, Twitch, whatever platform you're on. Uh, we always appreciate your love and support. And hopefully we're back on Monday, fingers crossed, somehow, talking about a win. So go Tigers for Friday night. Keep the faith, faith, people. Boys and girls, keep keep the the faith. faith. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, guys. Love you. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. (laughs) Feliz Navidad.